0: hello and today i'm beatrice and i'm not without my sister i'm rosemary (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) So Beatrice, in today's episode, seeing as we're going to be talking about job interviews, I thought I would ask you, what's your biggest weakness or your biggest flaw when it comes oh, to work, God do you sake. think? Go on. Oh, it comes to work? Yeah. Is it like a job interview? I hate that question. I know. Because um, everyone always says they're perfectionists perfectionist who thinks oh, it's hilarious. Oh yeah, so stupid. Like, what a stupid oh, well, answer. I'm, I, you know, I can be a bit high strung when I don't I'm get things done on time. I'm just, I'm just too good at my job, so. I, I just let my work take over everything. I think would about it the say, weekends. what is my biggest flaw for real? Like... Yeah, uh, in in work or in an interview, career wise. But like Beatrice, Jesus, what age? How many interviews have you done? Imagine i we're interviewing, and oh, oh, I'm saying, oh, oh. "Are you?" Ac- me- I, I wasn't sure if you're actually asking me this as an interviewer, I'm or actually like, asking, or asking you, me in general. I'm, no, I'm actually okay. okay. No, listen, I, like, I, I know okay. all your flaws. I'm, I, I'm actually asking, what would you say if I was interviewing <laughs> okay, you go, for a job? Go again. Okay, Beatrice, that's great. You've told us about all of your, <laughs> frankly, not very believable <laughs> strengths. What would you say is one of your main weaknesses? Well, Fidelma, I'd say that um... <laughs> that's insulting. Oh, well, Fidelma, I thought that no was... offence to Any Fidelmas? I that out there. was nice. I didn't say it was a bad thing. You're an I. I assuming you're a nice interviewer. Well, Fidelma, I'd say that I'm. I'm just. I'm an extreme collaborator, and that can get in the way, maybe, of um, sometimes getting things done. Is that what you're actually saying? You wouldn't. In no, an I interview? wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I what would, would you actually you say? say. I would say. I don't know, because the truth is probably like, I'm, oh, I probably shouldn't say this. Well, according to, I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that according to my... Finally, finally, you've reached the limit of our, of our brutal honesty. Like yeah. Suddenly, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't no, say No, I it. was thinking that like, I was actually thinking about this this morning, not because we were going to do this topic, because this just was a an impromptu topic. But I was thinking this morning that according to my manager or like manager's past, I tend to be emotional, right? But... I'm not sure that I'm actually emotional or that I'm passionate because I work Mm. in design and I'm creative. And I also wonder if sometimes you're emotional because you're a woman. So I was was about to say a passionate woman is an emotional woman. So I was going, I don't think, now I know we've already talked about crying at work and I've cried at work, but I don't know that any of my managers witnessed that or saw it. So I think that there is a level of like when a man is emotional, it's like, God, he is just, he really cares a lot about this topic. But when you're emotional, it's... It's not the same, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, oh she's a bit, a bit Let's just let her get over this, you know. Yeah. So I think I would be told that I'm emotional or that I am blunt. What is maybe that's it? Maybe I'm very direct, and I think that I think that's good. But like they say that your 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 biggest strength is also your biggest weakness, right? Oh, yeah. Well, so I would say, well, that's what they say. Like it's flip sides. It's like yeah, on the yeah. one side, it's you're really driven and you're really going to get stuff done. But on the other hand, maybe that makes you, you know, overly focused on the on the the goal and not a good communicator for example yeah 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 I think it's probably more direct because I I think being direct is really good but it's actually not really good for everybody and not everybody wants to hear it at the end of the day like I'm trying to think the number one bit of feedback this is going to shock you Beatrice the number one thing that I've been told in several jobs brace yourself I am bracing myself Said, so I'm not very good at taking criticism. Oh, really? Of my work. Yeah. But you know, what? of your work. I, I don't think you're. Oh, I, I honestly think, right. So there was a job that I had that I remember I got taken in. We used to have like our, what are they called? Reviews every uh-huh. six months or something. And I had a review and I was basically told that whenever I get criticism, I look really pissed off <laughs> and like I don't take it very well. And I was literally like, I honestly just think that's my face. Like, I think basically, I mean, like, who takes criticism and goes, great? You know what I mean? Like, I think I more get frustrated because I'm like, shit, like, it's annoying me that I didn't get that right. Or it's annoying me that I, that, that, well, the other thing is, your job and my job are very subjective. So you can give me criticism, but I might not agree with you you know what I mean like so I think that's another thing too is people can criticise things like and unless it's truly like and it's based on a business decision and it's based on well so this was more when I was a sub I think okay so it was more like you know you're taking too long to do this or you know this shouldn't be such a complicated task or this is something that you should be able to do mostly I think it was time where I would sometimes get bogged down in trying to find like the perfect headline or the perfect photograph or something and then it would take an hour and a half where it should take 20 minutes so I think that was more where the criticism was coming from but didn't you also in that like didn't you also, you know, around that time have a couple of bosses who maybe like some of it is also the relationship you have with your boss, you know? Like didn't you yeah. also have somebody who like no want to do it themselves You know what I mean There's a lot of people who I, I, Get promoted or like You start working for them But they yeah. can't get out of the job They were in So they get promoted And they're not really sure What that new job is Because like who tells you Like you get this new title On a Thursday And who yeah. tells you Now you should do X, Y and Z You're supposed yeah. to automatically know But you're still Like it's really really hard To step away from the job You were previously doing Yeah and I mean Like I don't think I don't think I would be A very good delegator at all Because I think A lot of the time When I think about I remember for a while When I was Doing, being an influencer and and I was very busy I thought about maybe I should hire somebody for one day a week to do my ad mini stuff and then I was like I just would spend the whole time going I could just do that like yeah. it's just quicker for me to do that email Yeah. so I don't think I would be good at delegating and I think I definitely had a few bosses who I definitely had a few bosses who had and <laughs> poor <laughs> boys <laughs> they have obviously been warned to stay in the bedroom under pain of death Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He is going to be a brutal babysitter. Oh, yeah, you're right. But it was so funny when I said, Rosemary, come over to the podcast and they all went, yes, we're going to get to go to lock in the bedrooms and play on our devices. Yes. (laughs) Little creeps. I know it's a gorgeous day as well. And they all sat outside and looked like I literally had subjected them to some, I don't even know, like day in the tundra. I put them... It, admittedly, I sat outside with a blanket under me, so on me, so... L- well, I mean, it's, it's not that warm today, but I went for a walk with Brandon and the boys and the dog to the corner. So it takes literally three minutes, right? The two boys. William was pushing his pram with his two plushies in it, right? Finn was pushing his, his shopping cart. We get to the end of the road and William goes, I want to go home, my back hurts. My back? I, I am with, with that when I walk too much. <laughs> three minutes, later. is this the same plushie that was in the dog's mouth? No, that was my plushie. You're telling me you, dog, you moved dog over can... here, you brought no furniture, no bedding, no anything, but you brought your plushie to put in bed with between you and Brandon. That's lovely. That's lovely. It's not a plushie it's you a large put the phone, tiger teddy. You should have put the phone into the plushie that might I called you. Oh my god. Oh my god. So <laughs> Okay, I think we need to give a bit of background on this, right? <laughs> How are we talking about smothered again? I know. Well, it's actually it had a it's lot of good content in That's just six true. episodes. So there's an episode of Smothered, which an excellent highbrow show about the psychology of mother-daughter yes, relationships. Correct. And the the forging of a really basically it's about moms and daughters who have weird, <laughs> super weird close relationships. Weird right? moms and daughters with super super close relationships, and in this one particular episode. Every night before going to bed, the mother would call the daughter (laughs) and the daughter would put her phone on speaker and the mom would basically lull her to sleep by going, night, night, honey pie, good night. Oh, it's getting, you know, it's getting dark. The, the stars are lighting up the sky. You're going to have a wonderful night. Wasn't that it? Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Completely. And the boyfriend just lay there like on his phone looking like this was entirely normal. So when Rosemary moved in with Brandon. Not even reacting. No, no, boyfriend. he didn't. He didn't even look. Well, I mean, it's just fairness, show. It happens all the time. Well, exactly. It was obviously a nightly a nightly occurrence. So when Rosemary moved in with Brandon, we decided that this would be, we would do this, that I would, Rosemary would turn her phone on to speaker and, and I would call and, and like sing her to sleep. <laughs> We literally, and, 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 and we, we had this plotted for <laughs> good month. A good month, yes. And we talked about, okay, you're like, I'm going to ring you and I'll say goodnight and then I'll just put the phone down on speaker and then you start either well, reading such, me a bedtime story or we're like. we're absolutely useless because every night oh, I'd be like, God. can we do it tonight? Oh no, it's 8.30 and I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm wrecked. No, I can't. No, like, Brandon's in a really bad mood. He's not going to find this funny, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually when we got to do it... <laughs> I, no, I had to beg you. I was like, please, can we do it tonight? I was like, I am so, I am on form. I've got this tonight. I am ready to do it. And you were like, oh, I'm really tired. And Brandon's not in the mood. And I said, just put your phone. You he doesn't need to be in the mood. Put your phone on speaker and put it between the two of you. And I, and I will start talking. And let, let me tell you, let me tell you what Brandon heard through the phone. Well, first, he could feel me in the bed beside him. Absolutely. And like... I had turned my back to him because I knew I couldn't face him. And I was trying to keep myself still, but I was obviously laughing. So the bed was going like rock, 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 because I, I was like. <laughs> and then all you heard down the phone was <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like you were trying breathe. to stay quiet. I couldn't even breathe. I was trying to stay quiet so that he wouldn't get wind of what was about to happen. <laughs> I was trying to say, like, good night, Rose. <laughs> She did not get a single <laughs> syllable Out of that mouth I I even, even went up, not, not even the good of good night the two Ten of us, minutes of just I pure crying, silence I like, was <laughs> <but laughs> As well After about 20 seconds Turns around and is like What the f is going on And I'm there like shaking You're on the other end of the phone going <laughs> Also shaking I actually had like absolute killer stomach cramps <laughs> Oh my oh, God! You it was know we should try amazing. it again. Guarantee he'll have forgotten in about a month. We should do it again. He's forgotten already. Yeah, there's no way we're ever going to be able to do oh, it. I am we can barely even talk it. about it I'm now without laughing. i We'll definitely do us? Do it. Oh, I will absolutely do it. I'll get myself into it. I have decided it's mind over matter. That was something I decided. I think I mentioned this before. I was like, I'm going to get control of my emotions. They're only a figment of my imagination. I read about it again today. In Did my you read John the same Conley book twice by accident? No, thank you. In my John Connolly book, I'll find the page for you now in a minute. And it basically talks about... What does he say? Hold on. Hold on while I find this now. Hold on. She brought a book. Well, no, I was reading it here before you got here. Hold on. hone your levels of research. Oh, here it is. Here it is. TG. Chapter 7. John Connolly. Internationally best-selling author, Irish, The Woman in the Woods. If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your own estimate of it. And this you have the power to revoke at any time. That's basically it. That's like the ex-boyfriend who said to me, listen you being upset has nothing to do with me it's it's how you're reacting to my words. Well, 100% true. I mean, it's this your reaction after he just told me I looked horrendous. It's your reacting to his crap words, but like it is to do with him, but I mean the fact that you're upset is not to do with him. The fact that he's a dick is to do with him. Hm, right? Anyway, what I was, was going to say that you're with him is to do with you. Listen. Okay, I'm sorry I brought that up. Okay. What I was going to say was I I definitely had a few bosses who had a certain expectation of like High level of telepathy. I was about to say, but no ability to communicate it, right? Yeah, that's yeah. So they kind of go really hard, like explaining the why. I think that's something that people yeah. do really badly. Yeah, and, and I mean, me, including me, just to be clear, we've definitely mentioned it before in this podcast, haven't we? Though, but like, I, I really feel for people who suddenly find themselves in managerial positions with zero training yeah. on how to manage people, or how to delegate, or how to, I mean, how to even break something down, because there is an well, art but really, to. But really, there is no training for any job you go into. You know, you join and you've. you've the only training you've ever gotten is your training in college and your training on the job. And so that's why, like, very often people say you have to do the job before we'll promote you, which seems really unfair because you're then doing yeah. this heavy lift. But at the same time, if you can't prove to me you can do it, I can't necessarily trust to give you the job. Because you yeah, don't, may yeah. not know um, how to, to do it on right? the basis of trust. Because there's no training for it, basically. So maybe I should actually figure out how to train you for the job, and then I could give. I it mean, to you. I mean, there definitely are at... some jobs where there's training. I'm sure. Well, like, yes. I you mean, know, I'm talking about my own experience. Yeah, yeah, and and mine too. Like there are definitely jobs. I mean, like I've done jobs as well where it's been like your first three days will be training, but it's more like, I'm, like here's how you get into like, this system. I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. You're taught how you're taught how to use the processes. Yeah, yeah. You're taught how To use the yeah computer programs. I'm yeah, talking more about like how to go about the day to day of your job. Right, it's different. Yeah. God, jobs are hard. Jobs are hard, right? And also, like, it's hard that, I mean, if there were no people jobs, it'd be easy. Because, like, it's not actually the job itself that's usually hard. It's the negotiating it's and, the, and the collaborating with everybody around you. Like, remember, the I remember I said this before. I said to Dad, like, you know, you wouldn't understand, Dad. Like, creative people are just this. He's like, I work in computers and everybody's also nuts. Like, it's people. People are just really hard. Because yeah. you kind of assume that you're all there with the same agenda. But at the end of the day, you're not, right? Like, my agenda could be entirely personal to me, you know? Well, we could all be there with the same agenda, but the same agenda might be to advance our own careers. Well, that's, well, no, I mean more like a unified agenda. Like you assume that you're there trying to do the best possible job you can for the company. But in fact, some people are just there to get you out of the way so they can get promoted. I mean, are a lot of people in companies now trying to do the best possible job for the company, do you think? Um, hopefully. That's why I've always been crap at working for people. Is that why? Now tell me Rosemary Well that's when on you're... my inability To take criticism <laughs> And your inability <laughs> To actually focus for 8 hours Maybe you are more like Both my God. than me I think I can focus for 8 hours Right on They can't all on be Love together Island. No no I can do like An hour and a half of work And then I need to take An hour and a half off And like I can work Until 10 or 11 And I frequently do But I cannot now I honestly think it's from being freelance. Yeah, it's 100% from being freelance because I'm like, anybody could work until 10 or 11, except sadly they have kids. They have like stuff to do. That's not really what I meant. I meant like, I've no problem with doing eight hours of work in the stretch of a day. I just can't do it all together. Oh, right. That's what I meant. mm, Probably shouldn't have said that. Okay. So um, when you're interviewing Rosemary, though, I was wondering about this. So somebody I know was interviewing recently and kept it extremely secret. And it reminded me of a. Oh, and I even mentioned the girl who lived with me. Like my yeah. very good friend who didn't tell me she was interviewing, but that was just nuts. But I then remembered when I was in Paris, I was interviewing at DVF, right? I'm in Furstenberg and I, we told, I confided in one of my colleagues and I said, oh yeah, I'm going over and I'm to, to New York. And I was, and it was like, I mean, that was a hard one to hide. you, you know? just pretend you were going on a holiday? I think I took a Friday off and then I hoped nobody would see me in the airport. And I went from like a Thursday night till a Sunday night. Oh, grim. Yeah, because it was really hard to get, it was really hard to get time off. Like, Mm. I mean, in hindsight, I feel like with any of these jobs, you just be like, hey, I need three days off. See, you You know, it's none of your business what I'm doing. But at the time I was like super paranoid. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't have. Would they have put two and two together? Yes, if they'd seen me at the airport. But it's it's hard as well, because when you work with people, like nobody ever really goes, I'm going on holiday, full stop. You go, where are you going? Who are you going with? Like, how long are you going for? What are you going to do? Are you going to go to this restaurant? Like... We all chat and we're all close. I mean, ideally, we're close to people we work with. So it's really hard to suddenly be like, oh, I'm just off tomorrow. But also when you're in a job, like you get really bogged down or like attached to that job, you know, and it's hard to step back and kind of go, well, if I lose this job, not, I mean, this sounds really privileged, but like before I had kids, before I was married, when it was just me by myself, I lose this job. I'll get another job. You know, yeah. it may not be as good of a job, but I'll get another job. I'm employable or I'll move home to my parents, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you get super caught up in like, no, I can, nobody can know I'm interviewing. If I, if they find out I'm interviewing, they'll fire me. Like they're not going to fire you. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? They might think to themselves, I'm not going to promote her next March, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah well, and you, they might not get, bother Giving you the raise yeah, they could have given you Next week exactly, or whatever but you yeah. get super tri- Like wrapped up in this Like and and you know The handing in your notice Is always the worst possible Like I'm going to vomit I'm so nervous Oh cetera. my god horrific But um, anyway So I said to this girl That I was working with I said I'm I'm actually I'm I'm interviewing with them um, Diamond Furstenberg I'm going on Thursday and, and blah And anyway I can't remember what happened But my interview got changed To like two weeks later And I know I didn't see her again Like we were out having drinks When I told her this And I didn't see her again She was like oh wow That's amazing Blah 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 I didn't see her again, but I still took the Friday off because I had it planned and I was like, Grant, you know, I'll go shopping or just take the day off and relax. And then I had to go to New York then the following like Friday week. And, you know, it's like it wasn't I hadn't booked the flight like they book it for oh, you. Okay, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't me kind of re, you know, booking yeah. flights and stuff. And anyway, I, I arrived at uh, DVF for my interview and I was sitting downstairs in the lobby with my portfolio waiting to go up and meet the HR team and all that kind of stuff. Who sashays through the lobby? The same girl that I had confided in, that I was working with in Paris, sashes through the lobby with her portfolio in hand. So she was interviewing as well and just hadn't said, oh, I'm interviewing too. Yeah. I was like, people are nuts. People are actually nuts. And then she got the job and we got the job too, myself and Julie both got this this job at Diamond Furstenberg to set up the um, accessories team. But Julie wasn't with me. I went over for this interview. We'd met with, with Diane in... Paris, In Paris, when she made us sit on the floor. Exactly. Um, and then we couldn't both take time off. You know, it was too, like, that was really hard as well, because as a team, we were really into this idea. Like, there's so many male teams out there, you know, who are hired for, and there were so few female teams. And the funny mm. thing was, everybody was always like, you're obviously a couple. You just don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be separated. You're obviously, you're like, you're obviously a romantic couple. We we're like, no, no, we're just friends and we want to have we want to work together, like we think we have a lot to offer as a duo kind of thing. And also if you're setting up an entire department from nothing, you're going to need need more more than than one person person anyway. You're going to need about eight people, but they're like, we'll do it too. They felt like this was a major investment, you know, instead of like in a normal company, you'd be like, well, we need four people for this. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and then we never really spoke to her again because it was just so bizarre. Like we had confided in her and she had taken the confidence and then never, like even in the intervening weeks and she didn't see me, was the thing. In, oh. she sashayed by up the stairs, sashayed And out. so you didn't say anything to her? I didn't say anything to her. Oh. I immediately called Julie. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, what is the story? Like, yeah. people are weird. I interviewed for a job in Dublin a couple of years ago and I didn't get it. I mean, I was, I was going to go, why didn't I get it? I mean, loads of reasons, I'm sure. But I was living with a girl at the time who had also applied for the same job and hadn't got an interview. And I remember when I got the interview, she was raging, and like the same way I would have been if she had got it and I hadn't. You know what I mean? Like she was raging. Re- I love that word. No, she was. She was raging, and she—that's re- not a word they use here. We're like when I say I am raging, it's like, oh my god, are you really? Oh my I'm god, because like, I no. spoke to somebody today and they looked really blank at me. with yeah. I, was like, What's yeah. Wrong with them? I mean, I, they really think you're like actually raging. Oh. It's brilliant. Well, they just take everything very. I say it in the office. I am raging over this, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, she and she basically kept saying to me, "I just don't understand how you got it and I didn't," which is kind of insulting as well. Kind of. Okay, you can like calm down on that. So anyway, I went for my interview, and I remember when I came home, she was actually—it was as if she'd had this complete vault. What's they call vault? Yeah, vault fast. Vault fast. Oh, turnabout face, right? Oh, yeah, but I thought it was Italian, so it'd be volte Vultif- Vultif- facce. I don't know how you <laughs> pronounce Vultif- it, but turn. it's face anyway at the end of um, yeah, Anyway, she, she'd had a complete a bad turn and was like well really said. nice <gasps> and, and, and was really nice <laughs> by was better. asking me like, how did I think it went and blah, 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 and you know, you were highly like, suspicious. I'm assuming. No, of course I wasn't. I was just like, oh, oh she's being really nice, and you know, she's she's you. kind of got over it, and we're just chatting about. And it. And what I told happened? her? I told her everything, and I was like, oh, they asked me this, and they asked me that. And she's like, I'm like, what did they ask about this? And blah blah. And then at the end of the conversation, I actually think this was on the bus on the way home from the interview because she had texted me and said, call me when you finish and let me know how it went. And I was like, oh, that's nice, because because we were friends as yeah. well. And at the very end, she goes, um, I actually got contacted to have an interview on Monday, and I was really annoyed because I would have told her oh. everything anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I wouldn't have held it back and I would have happily helped her going like like may the best woman win kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But I was so pissed off Did that she didn't want to tell me? get the job. No we didn't. Thank oh, God I would have yeah, been, yeah, yeah. been raging. raging. actual Red raging. mist. Proper yeah. raging. Yeah. 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 My God I would have been murderous. That's ridiculous. But you know I wonder as well like in hindsight I now wonder if maybe she didn't tell me because maybe she was superstitious because that's something that I don't feel like superstition about jobs but I also no, was Beatrice, nuts. I think people are I think a lot of people probably most people are more strategic about a lot of things in life including jobs but, 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 uh, but I don't strategy. think we, I don't think that's strategic. I think that's like insecurity because I I like to your point may the best woman win like I don't feel the need to like the, the, there's a there are many jobs out there like that may be my dream job right? But like, if you're going to get, it's like, it's like, I'm not going to be super jealous if somebody leaves me. I mean, I'll be heartbroken potentially, but like, if he wants to leave me, he doesn't want to be with me. I don't need to keep him. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, what is, I think this is really bizarre. And it makes me think about, even today I was talking with Don about, um, I read a thing about internships and it made me think about, you know, very often people are raging. Like they go to um, an interview and they're, and they kind of say, here, let, you know, give us a look at your portfolio. And it's happened to me too. They then take your portfolio off into the photocopying room and they photocopy it. And well, there's this whole thing about six months after I interviewed with, you know, X brand, my jacket showed up on the runway and I'm like, well, you know, great then. You should take a picture of it and put it into your portfolio, right? If mm-hmm. you can actually genuinely have the sketch to say, yeah, I sketched this and I show, you know, I shared it and here's, they were obviously inspired by it. Or like if you literally only have the number of ideas in your portfolio, you're not going to be successful anyway. You know, I mean, I get that it's not nice, right? Like, it's very underhand. But at the end of the day, those ideas in your portfolio are dead ideas. Like, you're not going to get a job and then be asked to cart everything out of your portfolio and produce it. You know what I mean? You're going to be asked to start doing new things. Yeah. So, like, you might as well just consider those. Whereas we are all so precious, you know, when we leave college. We're like, these are, are my golden ideas. Yeah, I mean... That happens as well a lot in journalism like when you pitch a piece to a magazine or a newspaper and then you'll suddenly see the piece a couple of weeks later and one of their staff writers will have done it and like it's, it's totally wrong Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. It's totally underhanded But it happens all the time It's really but infuriating you, But you're just like, I guarantee you I guarantee you You've said this to me before I guarantee you Half the time They read it in your portfolio Oh forgot about it And they entirely Forgot about yeah. it Like Because I mean They see so many things And just like all of us Read so many yeah. things And I guarantee you It's like an osmosal It's not even a word you know, adoption of your idea that then yeah. gets regurgitated yeah. later I'd on. They're say, probably yeah. patting themselves on the back yeah. for their Ten like, days later they're thinking. like, I had the most incredible yeah. idea. Yeah, I, thought I went we to should. bed last night. I mean we probably all do it. I don't do it. You probably do it. You're a writer. I'm sure I do. I mean I'm telling you, I've given you a couple of ideas and you've come up to me later on and said I've had a great idea for an article. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, this is because you give me fifty article suggestions per week. I do, yeah. I love 49 the forty-nine of which I I ignore and then uh, inevitably one of them will pop up again a couple of weeks later I know, I in my loved, brain. I actually love how like irate I am. I send you all these ideas, and I'm like I can't believe she didn't write any of these. These were great ideas. And then I said to you, should I write a book? Like, should I and you sent me like twenty-nine chapters and I was like oh god that's a lot I literally just closed the email I was like oh that's that's a lot of pressure it is but I mean it like, it is really overwhelming sometimes when you're like, like sometimes I'll ask people like do you have any suggestions for what I should write for my Patreon and it's usually like for my Patreon that was due two hours ago right so it was meant to go up <laughs> surprise surprise oh my god I'm I'm excellent somebody will go why don't you write some like you're very good for this actually like why don't you write something about something very involved that will involve interviewing somebody reading an entire book <laughs> <laughs> and like watching a documentary and I'm like no I want something that I can literally pull out of my bottom but at this you're very so moment. useless I mean no offence because I'll go what about that thing you wrote the other day that you shared with me that I shared with my office. Like, So since lockdown started I started doing this thing that's I'm calling a daily update where I didn't do it all last week. I totally forgot about it right because I just feel like it got to be too much but every day I write like here's a topic and it was kind of supposed to be a distraction for people at the beginning like here's stuff you could do here's resources online and then as this became not so much of a like, hey, you know, this is a novelty and we're about to emerge yeah, the other yeah. side. It was more like this is know, our life now. Yeah, this is our life and here is some distraction from all the crap. Yeah. And I even, even everybody has, has guessed it on it. Liam, our editor, has guessed it on it. My dad has done a guest spot writing about his jar mom sculpture. has as well, hasn't he? Mom wrote one about Pavarotti, which we could actually share. The review was brilliant. Oh my god. She wrote a, a review of Pavarotti, the film that she went to see multiple times in the cinema. Like Literally, she hates the cinema. This is the only film she's the only film she's ever, I'd say, seen and enjoyed seeing. Oh, no, no, no. She enjoyed seeing that thing of A Silent Thread with um, Daniel day What's it called? Oh, <laughs> Phantom Thread. A Silent Thread. <laughs> you know what else she enjoyed? Uh, the chorus. Oh, God, that was brilliant. Though. That French, French little, movie. Little, and little she French also, characters. they were brilliant. And she also enjoyed, was it, what was the one with Emma, Emma Thompson? Sense Sensibility? No, the one after that. There was another one with Hugh Grant where he was like, not the good guy. Where he was a creep. Was it... Persuasion Did I just make that up If it was I haven't seen it I don't know You definitely have Anyway and she went Oh well she loved um, Pride and Prejudice as well With Hugh Darcy when, when he went When he Not whatever his name is Hugh is not even his name You keep talking about man. this Like we saw this in the cinema This was the BBC series oh. That we watched at home well, When what he hops was out of the lake Well then what was the <laughs> What was the one That we watched in the cinema Where all the women Like the middle aged women Were giggling And mom was like Turned around to me With like a raised eyebrow And then when she was like oh, he's So handsome. <laughs> oh, she's gone. Anyway, sorry. In honour of our mother, and we have, I mean, seriously, there has to be an episode soon where we don't talk about mom. I think you're just obsessed with mom. I'm absolutely obsessed with her, my, my twin. In honour of mom and her Pavarotti obsession, I just thought I'd read out the review that she wrote for Beatrice's <laughs> Daily Update. <laughs> so I usually write the reviews, and they're in the format of So You Haven't Seen. Even before The Guardian did that, we were doing it. The Guardian started a, So You Haven't Seen movies thing during lockdown. Oh, did they? Yes. And then I was like, oh my God, we should be on The Guardian, but we're not. Oh, no, we're not. So you haven't seen Pavarotti. The opening scene of this movie shows the, quote unquote, larger than life character in brackets in more ways than one, trying to convince us that opera should be made available to the general masses and not simply for the elite. A lot of archive footage is used in the making of this film, along with excerpts from several operas and concerts. And the crowds go wild. <laughs> there's... We we'll have to stop laughing. There, there's little insight into his private life other than the amount of food he consumes. <laughs> he loves cooking. Italian food, of course. We are brought to Modena. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. The place of his birth where he meet his parents. He is an only child. And see the venues where he started out. In his younger days, he and his dad sang every week at the church service. So cute. To spend two hours listening to perhaps the best tenor in the world was sheer bliss. Two hours. Say she spent about ten at the stage. This was definitely one of the most enjoyable afternoons I ever spent. And I went again the following week. (laughs) If you like nice music, this is a quote-unquote must-see. And then you have to get down to the star, the asterisk. The asterisk says, Today's guest contributor is my mother, Claire McCabe, who wrote this review unwillingly, must be noted. (laughs) Quote-unquote, This is worse than being back at school. I asked for a chicken recipe too. Apparently Pavarotti eats two at a sitting, but was denied. You'll have to make do with ice cream. So sorry, after that job interview related segue. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the point was, so since this, I've been doing these, oh yeah, daily updates. And then Rosemary will text me, oh my God, need peace for Patreon. And I go, what about the entire daily update that you wrote? And you're like, oh no, it's not. And I go, it's totally perfect. And like you have a movie review and you have this. Oh yeah, I suppose I could do that. So you actually do an awful lot of writing that you disregard as being useful. Like I don't understand it. Yeah, I think it's because if I'm writing for your daily update, I very much have a different audience in mind, which is like your colleagues and also an American audience. And you know what I mean? So it just feels like a different, feels like writing completely, it feels like uh, no, something completely well, different. I think you're in, that's in your head because they don't understand half of what you write. Yeah, so, that's my truth, Peter, just in my head. Oh my God. So Rosemary, tell me about any jobs that you've taken. Any So any job interviews you didn't get, that one that you just mentioned there. Oh yeah, that one. I mean, I think from the ages of about... 16 to 28, I was excellent at job interviews, got every single job interview I ever went for. I went for a job interview for a supermarket in Ireland that I was about to name but won't for reasons that will become apparent in a moment. And I got the job and I remember then they called me in for, I think they were calling it an induction and I had previously worked in like... Sounds like Scientology, honestly. <laughs> I'd previously worked in Sparn and I previously worked in a golf club and I thought the induction would just be a bit like, here's your name tag and here's this and here's that. So I had plans for the rest of the night. So I was like, I'm going to go for my induction for 20 minutes and I'm going to go off and watch. I can't. Probably like Mother play... Mother could hear this now. Probably like play Grand Theft Auto with my mates in the apartment next door because I fancied all of them, obviously. Oh my God. Of course God. I did. Anyway, so I went down for the induction and it was three hours... Right, and it's we not s- actually that long. Okay, but well you did just say a minute ago you do, you can't do more than an hour and a half like consecutive of anything. No, it's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Except for watching Lord of the Rings, exactly. But so it was in this office. and It was three hours. But like, look, aside from it being three hours, I just feel like they should have said come never the induction from six until nine. You know what I mean? As in, no, it's been I a don't. Bit more. Like six p.m. Yeah, like I don't really get the big deal here. Oh my God, it plans, Beatrice. I was a college student. Anyways, so listen, I went down for the induction. Was this a part time job now or a full time job? Part time. Oh, okay, that's good. Went nuts. down for the induction, sat down, started talking about all the different rules and how every time you went in and out of the building, you'd have to have your bag searched. And every time you went in and out of the toilet, you'd have to have your bag searched. And every time, and there was a big emphasis on. Your bag could be searched at any point. Your locker could be searched at any point. Your this could be searched at any point. So, this, in combination with the fact that I wanted to go and play Grand Theft Auto, I was just like, "This is not the job." You are afraid me. they were going to take your Diet Cokes and your French platts, your, your <laughs> like, plats, your pecan plats, yeah, out of your bag. Oh if they saw many you had imagine, it, bottom it's just imagine the embarrassment. What were you thinking was going to be in your bag that was going to be so bad? No, no, I wasn't thinking anything. I was actually just thinking, I just don't think this sounds like a nice place to work. I was it this just, just sounds awful. Like, just, I think because I'd never worked anywhere where. Everyone hadn't been mates, if you know what I mean. Everyone hadn't been really nice. This was obviously, it was a big supermarket, you know what I mean? It was a big place. And I know now, like, that I'm a bit older. I mean, I was probably 20, 20. Yeah, I was a bit older, okay. Yeah, a good bit older. You know, I realised this is how these things work. But at the time, I was like, this just sounds awful and really, like... You know, it does sound. I have to say It does sound kind of awful Like going to the toilet You have to have your bags Or are you making that up? No, no, no No, that's no, no That's a bit nuts if, if you brought a bag with you Anywhere oh, okay Like to the toilet Out the door What about your To tampons? lunch Like not to get too personal Listen, not well, with my tampons Oh, I it could go in a pocket <laughs> so could be in my hands I suppose that's never good well, I put them down my brow all the time I actually And then I forget they're there And they're really uncomfortable When, when I, I were discovered them Later in... on that evening when I worked in State City last year, I tried to make a point of just carrying them in my, in my hand the same way I'd carry my phone. And if they were visible, they were visible. Because I was just suddenly going, they're fucking periods. Like, it's not a big deal. If somebody sees them, I'm bringing a tampon to the toilet, I actually don't care. I mean, I do care. I'm horrified. No, no, I just read a thing. I, also I just, just read like, a review. I just read a thing today about like TV shows you should watch. And I was thinking we should watch these. And it's that one. Is it not? No, Call Me By Your Name is that other Italian movie. There are two t v shows one has Billy Piper and one is um I can't remember, but basically they talk about how in these shows, like casually one of the girls puts like a panty liner into her you know underwear, or they talk about periods or there's like tampons visible and i was yeah. and, and they were like, this is not weird, you yeah, know, but yeah. it's weird to see it on t v at the same time like it's it's weird to have it normalized. Because we and we pretend that this doesn't happen, and yet it's such yeah. a massive pain. Just like the Tampax ad in Ireland, like yeah, super sexy. I don't know a single person who's like, God, my period is so sexy. So sexy. yeah, I feel super sexy but, about my period. Yeah, like the only time you ever see periods mentioned on TV and film is when it's a plot device. When it's like something really calamitous and embarrassing has happened, or so she's got a period in bed with someone, or have to me. But like they're never plot <laughs> devices. It's always just a disaster, and I have to change my clothes. <laughs> All right, so, so no, I was thinking, I'm sorry, I'm. Oh, so finished. I'm, no, I'm telling you. So oh, I then said to you, I then put my hand up. Jesus Christ, I was I was in this supermarket. Was there a tampon in this hand? No, oh, I was in the supermarket. I was being told that my bag was going to be searched. My my grand theft auto time was ticking away. Yeah, yeah. and I put my hand the up pecan and I said, plots were burning a hole in the bag." Put my hand up. Can you just pipe down for ten minutes while I they finish this story? Hot. I wish I could turn your mic off. If only I had that power. So anyway, I put my hand up and I said, listen, I was like, I'm, I'm really sorry I now have to be, fuck off. I did said, you say that? No wonder no, you didn't get the I job. No, say that to you. Oh. I had already got the job at this point. Oh, you did? I oh. already got the job. This was the induction oh, this for the was job. It, induction? Is that the right word? Yes. It like. This was like you were. It feels yes. like you're about to be vacuum-packed into something and put on a, sh- on a shelf. It is the induction. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. It anyway, just sounds extremely sorry, ominous. if I could vacuum-pack your sorry. mouth right now. <laughs> just stop talking for three minutes, right? I Not even ten. Three. I put up my hand. I said, I'm really sorry to have wasted your time, but I really don't think that this is going to be a good fit for me. I don't think this is going to be for me. And you're one in front of a room of about 12, like new hires went, could you explain to me why? Dead right, Rosemary. You put your hand up in front of the room of 12. But I also felt like on A jury of That's your peers That's why A jury of your peers That's why What, what I actually said I'd was, like everybody to note That Rosemary just gave me A very sassy finger That's why That's why What hard. I actually said was I just don't think It would be a good fit And she was like Why not And I was like I, I just don't think It would be good Can and I ask you a question like Do like you think she did say that Or you, Playground You're obsessed with this Do you think she did say Why not Or do you think she said Why not In a kind of friendly No festive, I think she was Really way. pissed off I hate that word maternal. I no, no. I think she was like she, I think she was pissed off at being interrupted because she was probably like she didn't want to be there on the Wednesday night six to nine doing this induction. She had she had places to go. and thefts to to auto to do. Yeah, to auto. All well, I'm horrified. But then, goes, I'm horrified. Go ahead. But, but then I got a great job in a in a record store, and I felt like I was living my best Empire Records life. My friend Linda, other oh, second friend, who will be mentioned. How dare on this you podcast. bring this up? My friend Linda met her husband. In Tower Records, in the square. Do you remember? It wasn't Tower Records, it was HMV. Oh, Your was friend this? Linda I could her... Records. No, it was HMV Beatrice. It wasn't Tower Records in the square. Oh, oh yeah, Your... right. You're right. <laughs> Your friend Linda met her husband in the same HMV. <gasps> you're right. Where the girl worked with who whom cheated. my ex-boyfriend had an affair. No, she didn't, didn't cheat. He cheated. He cheated. He cheated he on made me with her. Cheat. He, he, didn't, made want himself he cheat. didn't want to cheat. She made him cheat. <laughs> It was, listen, it was nothing to do with her <laughs> But I'm just saying He was cheating on me With someone who worked in HMV Yeah, and Linda knew it Linda knew it all did along She never me told, me. told me Yes, apparently Oh my god, sorry Linda I didn't know you knew it <laughs> Did she really? I think afterwards Linda, Linda said she been... thought She thought she knew Something was going on or... I am horrible Linda, Linda wasn't interested Linda was only interested In matrimonial um, potential And she knew that this boyfriend of yours was obviously not a matrimonial prospect, so she just didn't, you know, she was doing you a favor. A matrimonial Correct. prospect, doing you a favor. Little did she know it would take you twenty-two more years to find somebody willing to. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, Rosemary, I was wondering. That was the meanest thing you have ever said to me on this podcast. Uh, no, it wasn't. On this podcast, and it no, was. It wasn't. Pretty mean. No, it was a joke, and you knew it was a joke. You laughed. You laughed. Audience, she laughed so much and then she pretended not to laugh. She laughed so much and then Liam edited it out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Since twenty thirteen, Bombas has donated over one hundred million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. <laughs> that reminds me though when I lived in Milan I would like to, I was horrified by your lack of you put of, that pencil down? Oh yeah sorry. I Don't was like horrified that. by your lack of professionalism there until I remembered when I was in Milan I got a job at oh. Max Mara. Oh yeah I remember this. Yeah, Mom I, I, was horrified. Yes because mother was sending me 50 euro a week right to live on. Those were the days you could I live know, 50 euro a week. I know it was fab it was fab. I mean I was not rich readers. Right. You were not rich. No. <laughs> I was not rich. I had this fifty euro that mom and dad were sending me, and I think that's it. Like, I mean, it was I was working in a pub, and I, mean, I listen, got this job. Fifty euro in nineteen eighty two is worth about three grand now. But I feel no. Nineteen eighty two? Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> you absolute yes. weapon! It took me a second. Um, <laughs> it was like you were trying to work. And God, no, wouldn't be that. much No, I was actually calculating how much it would have been worth. It's probably worth about seventy five euro now. An but anyway, it's probably about a hundred now. Not even Rosemary. no, but I mean, if you think about the price of things, everything's quite I think about how much salaries still are over there, like initially, oh, in they're yeah, still pretty yeah, low. Yeah, anyway, so fifty euro, and I got this. So I went in, I was like feeling very much like I better go and get a job so that mom and dad don't have to send me money anymore, or I could secretly right. not tell them. Well, I could secretly not tell them and, and pocket all the cash. No, I obviously told that. her. I told her. So oh, I got yeah, this. I went. Anyway, I went to a Max Mara store shop, and I and I got a job as like a. Shop assistant, right? I <laughs> can't believe you got a job in Max Meyer. I know, I can't either. I can't either, honestly. And I had my mohawk hair at the time and I had my it's lip ring, mean. right? And I arrived along the first day and I'd been out with my... Fr- I had, the, I had, the, oh, I had friends who'd stayed, college friends had come to visit the night before and we had all gone out and gotten absolutely pie-eyed oh, and Jesus. we'd been up till about 5am. Sorry, Beatrice. Yeah. I feel like, for the sake of our listeners, you must clarify what you mean by mohawk hair. Oh, I had like a very small mo- mohawk did you have the sides shaved though? Yeah. With the sides Oh, I always yeah. thought you just pinned it up. No, I had the sides shaved and I had like a long bit on top. I have a picture oh. somewhere. I'll find it. I mean, it was cute. It was cute moho, but it wasn't very Max Mara-esque, I'd have to admit. Anyway, and I went in the first day and I was so dying and hungover and had to go into the storage closet about oh 90 hundred times. I'm just sure to they were like, like this one. Was well, there then. was nothing to do the entire day. There were like two people came in. And then, which I had never anticipated, even though I'd lived in Milan now at this point for about a year, And then, like, at 12.30, they kick you out and they're like, come back at 3.30 when we reopen because they have this massive lunch hour. So I was basically wandering around this park, hung over to bits. Like, I got my lunch, I sat down, I ate it. I wanted to sleep, but there's nowhere to sleep. I had to wait three hours. I was like, death warmed up by the time I got back to the shop. (laughs) And then I had to, like, (laughs) fold a couple of cashmere jackets, you know, smile at the one. you're you're not a great folder. I'm actually not. Well, I'm, I'm, no. I mean, I'm. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, and like literally there were only two customers who came in during the whole day. And of course there were already three shop assistants. Yeah, yeah. And so like and I And they were I all went, probably way better than you. Yeah, and you were all oh, over. I don't know if they were better. but of course were they were better, better and they could speak Italian. And the minute like this, these people came in, they all would like make a beeline for them and then throw daggers to me. So I just went back out of the storage closet and looked like, you know, took a leaned on some scaffolding and wanted to take a nap and then at the end of the day your woman goes to me she goes ah, could I speak to you j and I'm like yeah yeah no problem I was like this was the, I mean I'm not even joking I still remember that all these years later as being the absolute longest day of my life ever even now it's like if a day is long I just think it's not as long as that day and <laughs> she goes well she goes um, unfortunately she goes this um lip ring that you have in is not going to you know it's not really within our brand standards children's running cross it's not really within our brand standards and um, I'm going to have to ask you to take it out before you come back tomorrow and I was like thank God and I said oh well I said I really I wouldn't be able to take it out that just goes against everything I stand for so I'm just not going to be able to come back tomorrow thanks a million though for the opportunity and I left and I was so So relieved relieved. I mean in Italian I'm sure it was more like thank you but cannot (laughs) goodbye (laughs) right (laughs) this goes against everything I believe in thank you (laughs) no You're such a pint. Oh, yay. Yeah, I love the way you bring the reality to everything. Anyway. <laughs> so I left. It's just like, that's a very advanced sentence. No, and I say called mom John. and she was raging. Oh my gosh. Actually was raging. So horrified. She, she was literally, raging. I actually remember her getting off the phone and being like, can you believe? She was like, I can't, can you believe what Beatrice is just? Like, I mean, oh obviously God, I, I didn't amazing. tell mom I was hungover. Right. So this is probably going to be, sorry, mom. Mom, I'm, I'm extremely sorry. Because I I wasn't trying to take money from you but I appreciate you, Mom and Dad. Did I ever tell you about the time that Mom and Dad sent me, like, 300 euro for a trip to Ackle with college? Was it for really nice jeans? Probably. No, it was to go to Ackle on a college trip. I think it was with my English class or something. And I didn't go and just spent the money. Are you joking? Such a brat. Got all the treats and was the absolute brat. It wasn't Ackle. It was the Aran Islands and I've still never been to a single Aran Island. (sighs) Actually horrified. Do they know about this? They do now. I just thought that it'd help you, that it'd take the shine it off your hangover. It doesn't. It's actually disgusting. It's just you're a disgusting person sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had a question for you. The dog's, puking. The dogs puking. What? Dogs puking. Daisy, come on, quick, Daisy. Quick, Daisy. So I did wonder Rosemary of all the jobs you've had like are there any jobs that you took you know that you got the job you got the interview but you maybe had a foreboding premonition you know during the interview and then that turned out to not be like as in you know that you like very often I think we go and we don't remember that we're interviewing the company as well you know what I mean that we go and we like once they say yeah we'll hire you we're like thank God brilliant hire me any job that you took that then you were like this was a bad fit and I hated it you know what well just I'll, I'll, I'll answer that but I remember you saying that to me a couple of years ago before I went for an interview and saying don't forget you're interviewing them too like it might not be a good fit and I think a lot of the time I used to approach interviews basically the way I approach dating like I hope they like me not well, I, I hope think, I like I them I did think or, that earlier on when you said I've never not gotten a job and I was like you're very proud of this the same way I've never not gotten a second date no, I because thought it was it's funny. true yeah, because yeah, I, I really like try so hard to be liked. Yeah, I in, think but on like, you really like value, that one moment but in no, life. No, you really value like that other people like me. like you. And yeah. I am like, it's yeah. nice to be liked, but also like, who cares if they're knobs? My you know? my therapist spent a lot of time telling me I was I was putting too much focus Look on that. Me, Look I'm at me, free. free, free. Well, not really. Actually, I came over <laughs> here and brought you a bottle of Grand Marnier. Oh my god, I am going to going to Venmo you after this. Um, I mean, there were definitely some jobs that I had that. In hindsight, I hate it, but uh, like a few of them were more because, say, like I worked in BT Kids when BT Kids was a thing, and I just hated it because people would come in with their precious angels and buy them Ralph Lauren jackets. Yeah, but so I don't I like, mean like culturally, like, where they're yeah, you know, no, no, really know. So, toxic bosses. I think you so had one or w- two. When I worked in Urban Outfitters, for example, I did the interview there, and I remember a couple of weeks after I started, I was in the office getting something. There, you know, like, like, go to the office and get XYZ, and I saw my own file. And it was open, oh. like from my interview and it said something like, uh, great outfit, very urban, like very urban outfitters. <laughs> very <laughs> and, URB apostrophe N. Oh, Jesus. And I remember I was wearing bright blue, do you remember those bright blue boxing boots I had that were like knee high oh, lace up the legs? Oh my God. Yes, I wore them to the interview with like a mini skirt. I had forgotten you and had a, them. some kind of band t-shirt. And like, a, you know, a cool, a cool, quote unquote, clip in my hair. But I remember every morning in Urban Outfitters, they would single. So you would so have a team meeting every morning, mm-hmm. you know, talking about here are our targets for the day. And we, we really want to focus on selling these jeans no one wants. So like if you can sell three pairs of those, you'll get an extra hour off or whatever. And uh, they would pick someone out every single morning and say, you look great today, Beatrice. Just one person. And it was always such a weird competition to be like, will it be me today? Like, I'm going to really make an effort. And You'd be so annoyed if you made it like a really big effort. And then it'd be, and it was always this Swedish one <laughs> who used to basically wear like men's Levi's jeans with flat pointy black leather shoes. It was like very cool at the time, it was You're just very, very effortless. You're oh very God, was so bitter. bitter. She was really, really nice though. But it was always her. Well, maybe you should have invited her. If you were strategic now, you would have struck up a friendship with her, had her come over, style you. I did not. I was I was wearing my kiss t-shirt and my. I used to have this mini skirt that was made out of different patches of like basketball jerseys. What? Yeah, I bought did it. I, ever in, see I bought this? it in Urban Outfitters. Eff- I'm sure you did. Bought it in Urban Outfitters. Eff- it was very cool at the time. I'm, I think oh, I thought I had this time. really nice leather skirt once that that was mom's, and I prided myself on fitting into it because mom was tiny. When I like lost loads of weight when I was about. So sixteen. Now? Well, the funny thing is, though, I like I put it on. Mom kept it. I don't riddle me this now. Mom and Dad kept it, right? But it was missing a big square out of the front of it because Dad had cut it to be like a chamois for one of his cars. So, like, I'd put it on. I was always like just willing the leather to grow back on the front so that it could just be a full-on leather skirt. Why was it still around the house? That's actually so, Dad. Dad right? cut a segment yeah. out of it to clean yeah. his car. There was like a, a full-on. Three inches square, like nine centimetres, just missing there's, out there's of the front There's a lot of it. things in that house missing a bit, though, because Dad used it for something else. Oh, poor Dad. He's great. Well, no, because I was thinking about a job that I had where I, I went for the interviews and I have to say, like, every alarm bell went off in my head. Now, no, nothing you could put your finger on, yeah. you know what I mean? But I was like, this place seems weird. They're not super friendly. It's all very pristine. It's all very, um, everything's like super white, white carpets. And they all seem very up themselves, you know? But when I interviewed with them, they were like very, it was a great interview, but I didn't really like them. I didn't feel very relaxed around them. You know, I didn't feel like this was a great natural conversation. Like it felt very stilted. And I remember at one point I said, well, I, I just had a baby and they were like, oh, well, that's so important for us. It is so important for us that, you know, you have a good work life balance and working here, we will prioritize that for you. And that was probably the worst job I ever had in terms of I had a brand new baby. I was working. Literally until 3 or 4 a.m. I would get taxis home at 3 or 4 a.m. Will the taxis taxis at least be paid for? Yeah, like more fool me, you know, that I didn't just say I have to go home. But but like I was the team lead. So I feel like I felt the onus. I mean, probably everybody else was like, when is Beatrice going to let us go home? Because like I was the person driving it, you know, Mm -hmm. but but the workload, the expectations and the resources were not aligned, you know. And when I would bring that up, be like, no, we just, you know, the previous team did it with half the, you know, half the resources you have. And in that first year of being like a new mom, I was in China for six full months. Like I was three weeks on, three weeks off. So I was literally in China for six months of my baby's first year. And I mean, he's fine, right? I mean, he has problems. No, no, I mean, he's fine. (laughs) He's fine. He's fine. Like I felt such massive guilt. You know, I mean, he's a baby like he had his dad and his dad. luckily, Luckily, Don was at home with him, minding him. But, like, it was so hard on Dawn. It was so yeah. hard on the baby. It was so... Because, like, we didn't have any other friends who had kids. We yeah, didn't have any or, like, family Any around. family there, yeah. yeah. And it's also, the like, the two of you, it was your first and only first baby. It was your first baby. Well, I wasn't yeah, going to specify so that it would be harder to decide which job it was. But, okay. Oh, sorry. That's fine. But I'm pretty sure you've already mentioned the job at which you spent six months in China. Well, it's in fine. In your anyway. career. Episode. I mean, it's fine. Anyway. Anyway. Like, it's, it's not like I'm actually bad minding anybody because it's true. You yeah. know, And it was just... But the fact that this was the job where, and I mean, I remember actually um, at the holidays, they were like, oh, you're going to need to go to China for six weeks. And I said, like, I cannot go for six weeks. And I thought I was, what's the word? I thought I was calling their bluff, pulling their bluff. Like, what is wrong with me? Jesus. (laughs) There seems to be one in every episode where I say something that sounds incredibly bad. Anyway. Anyway. I thought I was calling their bluff. And I said, well, I mean, I can't go to China for six weeks unless you send my son and my husband with me too. And they were like, no problem, done. And then I had to go home and say to Don, "Eh, Don, you're going to China for six weeks? Let's let's. And then we had to find somebody to mind the dog. It was an absolute nightmare, like more fool me. And then he was also stuck in a hotel room with a baby for six weeks. He was stuck in a hotel in like Dongguan, China, with nothing to do. We had no permits to get in and out of Hong Kong, you know, and we had a tiny baby, like literally it was a nightmare. And he just was, every morning he would wake up and go, well, have a good day. I'll just go downstairs and eat another croissant, like look at the baby and like be admired by the waitstaff. <laughs> See you later. You know, and I was like, ha, ha, ha. It was absolutely a nightmare. You probably weren't. You were probably like, fuck you. No, I was I not- wish I wasn't here too. Rosemary, I'm extremely reasonable. Don and I have an extremely Your nostrils are flaring at an <laughs> ex- <laughs> astonishing. Don and an I have a really mature reasonable. relationship. And every time extremely. we, whenever we disagree, we talk it out calmly. <laughs> <laughs> this morning he was making like poached eggs at my request and at one point he goes um, what did he say he said something like uh, he said something like that sounded snappy and I was like oh thanks a lot for that tone of voice I mean I'm literally like yeah no." was or he Don? loving the eggs as he was poaching them oh my god they were perfect he made seven poached <laughs> eggs in about the space of about a Don, minute and a half Don is an excellent chef and I remember one day Beatrice so asked him aggravating so annoying Beatrice asked him like you know, what, what am I doing wrong? And he gave her this whole lecture no, about no, how you, have you have to, you have to love the love eggs. No, no, it's not that difficult. You've got to love the eggs. you just got to love the eggs. you got to share your love with the eggs. It's like, easy to love eggs when you're a vegetarian. I think he's no joking choice. as well, but like they still taste amazing. I think no. he's trying to wind me up. I think but he is really trying to wind you up, but it's still perfect. So annoying. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all that to say, did you have anything like that where you disregarded your gut instinct? And like the experience no, might have been good. I, you honestly, did. You did. Your experience might have been good, but the culture was toxic. I've definitely worked in toxic workplaces, but you know what? I don't think I have those kind of instincts. I literally go oh. into an interview and I'm like, "Love me, love me!" Like, <laughs> I'm, like an, I'm like an idiot dog. I'm like, <laughs> I'm "Like love me, be my best friend." Do you like me? Do you like me? I you're think like, they me. You, I'm like me. I think they like me. Give me that pen I could be my chew toy. Yeah, and then I wait for a week to hear. Oh, did they like me? Do they like me? Is my phone ring? Do they like me? Oh, you like me. Really, really likes me. Like, oh my god, you're Sally Field. Psycho. Yeah, <laughs> Sally Field, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. yeah. Absolute dope. I'm Irish. Thirty-two words for field. Mangon Mangon. What's his name? I what? don't know what his name is. What's his name? The guy who just wrote that book about 32 words for field in Irish. Oh, uh, Mangon Magen is That's it? what I just said. You said Mangon Magan. I said, Mancon it's Mancon very Magen. similar. <laughs> I Googled it yesterday to see if I could buy it at Barnes & Noble, but it doesn't seem to be available. I thought it'd be really interesting to buy. To note, it's actually very interesting, 32 words for a field. It says a lot about you now. Oh. Have you interviewed many people? Yes, I've interviewed lots of people what's the most bonkers thing you've heard in an interview or like what's it like from the other side? Because obviously every time I've done an interview, I'm, I'm literally going like trying to be on my best behavior and like come up with the best answers. Are people ever brutally honest when you ask for, you know, what thing do you think you would find hard about this role? Do they ever go, well, like I'm really disorganized? No, not at all. Not at all. I think it's really hard to judge. I, I think interviews, like there has to be something beyond an interview, like what's next mm. beyond the interview? Because like literally you can't tell. You know, yeah. A friend of mine who shall remain unnamed, but let's just call her uh, Melon, Fre- My friend Mellon <laughs> Tell- told us one day that she was in Top Shop and she was buying something and-, and the girl said something to her like, when are you due? And she was like, I was so offended. I was like, I'm not pregnant. And then like approximately two months later, I brought it up again and she was like, oh yeah, well maybe it was because I was buying that maternity top. Well, my friend, let's call her Lemon. And I were in H&M And we were at the back of the line Back of the queue And your one Like literally goes She goes Excuse me Excuse me Excuse me If you're pregnant You can skip the queue She wasn't talking to me now Unfortunately She was talking to my friend And my friend was like raging right She said, come on up come on up Now she was wearing a very tenty top right but but like but this was like the two of us were constantly being accused of being pregnant one time we were out having drinks so like we were about four bottles deep <laughs> <laughs> and these women at the table <laughs> beside us started going like why are you two drinking wine are you like how far along are you and we were like what the fuck we are wearing extremely fashionable tent dresses anyway Moos were very in for a while no, I think we probably were at the moment. But whatever, like at the time, but whatever. Anyway, and then afterwards when we left, she was like, God, she's like, I don't even know why I was so annoyed. I should have just been delighted to get to the top of the line, right? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. was like, I hope she yeah. took advantage of that and then gave out to your one. Oh, we did. No, we didn't give out to your one, but like we paid and left like super Did you go to the top of the line then? Yeah, then. we did. Oh, good. Okay, okay. We had to because like, it would have been an even bigger deal to be like, I'm not pregnant. It would have been like super embarrassing for everybody. Anyway, back to the thing where you said like when you interview people, the only thing I can think is when you interview people, if you think they're remotely weird or you have any qualms or yeah, whatsoever, like even if you can't put your finger on what they are, believe them. Because yeah. I've never actually had a qualm that has not come to, to bite me in the ass. Yeah, yeah. genuinely. Like I'm, I'm thinking now even of my most recent hires, like there were a couple, there was one woman who came to interview, this was now a couple of years ago, and she came to interview and she talked a lot about, like, her skill and her talent. And, like, she seemed great, but there was something off about her and Not to be super shallow, but she was wearing a really strange crochet jumper, right? And I was like, that's kind of a weird jumper. You think she crocheted herself? No, definitely not. But she talked a lot about, like, how she was top of this and top of that. And, top of that. and I was like, oh. And afterwards, we had a lot of debate around, is she the right person? She seemed a bit, you know, arrogant. She seemed a bit this. But when she joined and anyway, we hired her, I ignored all that. And we, we hired her. And literally, I had a phone call from one of the people who was working for her. Hey, are you sure this is the right person? I'm like, um, yeah, I hope so. And they're, I mean, luckily, I mean, I, I think most people feel they can talk to me, you know. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like they all were suffering in silence by any stretch of the imagination. I'm like rightly so, right? But they're like, um, we're not sure she can really do the job. She needed us to come into her office today to turn on her computer. To boot it up for her, to show her how a mouse worked and to click on a folder so she could actually understand how to get onto the internet. And I was like, hmm, that's a bit alarming. Then this same person was like, I don't actually draw myself. So like we work in design. I don't Mm -hmm. actually draw myself. My team draws, right? But I don't usually give them direction myself. My assistant does. Right, And in fact, I don't usually get inspiration from books. My husband is my main source of inspiration. He's an artist. So I I never mentioned in my old job, he was employed as well. So the two of us were like a team. And I basically interpreted the art that he created. And I was like... How did I miss all of this in an interview? Like, how did her miss it, whispered it into the ear of her assistant? No, you bas- then- yeah, basically took it from him, handed it over to the assistant, told the assistant what she would like to happen with this art, and I was like, how did I manage to miss this? So I mean, some of it you can't help, right? Like there are like multiple people involved in rounds of interviewing, and yeah, like yeah. It, you know, most interviews have like it, certainly in my job, like three or four interviews and a project, right? So you would think that at least the project would show I But actually project. I'd have to say maybe a project is the way to go because I think when I've done projects that has weeded out. Whereas with this True. person I didn't do a project. And I think very often the amount of effort somebody puts into a project shows you A, like how invested they are in mm-hmm, this role mm-hmm. or B, how and talented what, they yeah, are. Yeah, what they're capable yeah, of. Yeah, 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 how talented they are by themselves because so many people are good at like directing but I mean, and it depends what you want them to do as well, right? Because like, if you want somebody to actually be the manager of everybody, you don't necessarily want them. You don't to, need them to be an incredible But you do need them to understand to it, right? At the same time, like yeah, how yeah, can you course, rise to course. the ranks of manager if you've never done all those jobs? Yeah, like, yeah you I need to know did, other people's roles, yeah. Um, I did an interview for Kate Spade, right? I don't think it's bad to say that. I did an interview for Kate Spade. And when I went, they sent me off to do a project. And I did like a massive in-depth project. But the parameters were like reimagine Kate Spade, think about entirely, totally different direction we could go in. Right. So I went home and I was like, it's hard. It's easy enough to imagine what Kate Spade could be tomorrow as it is. Right. As it was, this would have been like 10 years ago. But to kind of totally reimagine it was a bit like, I don't really know, you know, in hindsight, I think I should have said, like, tell me what you mean, like who is your customer target, you know. But I was like, okay, well, you could do this or you could do that. And then I went back and they brought me in to meet the president. And they were like, oh, she's going to present her project. And the president was like, this doesn't look like our brand. This -hmm. doesn't look anything like our brand. And I was like, it was really embarrassing because I was with the person who'd given me the project. And I was like, and she didn't say a thing. Like I gave her this direction or I told her to do something entirely different. You know, she kind of sat there super silent when your woman was like, this doesn't look on brand for us. And I was like, that wasn't the scope of the project, you know. So it kind of made me think, like, when you get a project to make sure that you're fully... I think it was a really bad project in hindsight, but, like, to make sure that you're really clear on what they're actually asking. Yeah, yeah, if. that your goals are aligned. Yeah. You know, um, when Topshop opened their flagship shop on Stephen's Green, I went and interviewed for... It was the first time they'd brought in personal stylists yeah, in I remember and I went and interviewed for a personal stylist. I think I was... Was I doing a bit of expose at the time? And I was, I was styling some shoots and stuff, yeah. and I'd done some... Kind of it sounded like a cool job, right? Yeah, it did sound like a really cool job. But the interview was like really, like it was really involved. As in, there was like a one-on-one interview or like a two-on-one. You know what I mean? There was a traditional interview format. Then there was a group thing where everybody had to bring an object and talk about how the object represented Topshop to them. And yeah, and and what and like one person was it had, an object that you bought in Topshop? No, no, like it, no, 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 no. It just could be any object. Like oh. so, so one girl had brought a disco ball. Because she was talking about how it was fun and it was dynamic and it helped make the most of of the space it was in, and also it was all these tiny little parts worked together to create an you know incredib- incredible incredible effect, really clever. Someone else brought like a Venetian mask and talked about creativity and art, like it was all you know. You're also like this, is just a shop. Yeah, yeah. This is why why I didn't get the job. So just a fucking shop. I probably brought like <laughs> a chop shop bag, and I was like, this is where you put your stuff, from chop shop. <laughs> no, I didn't quite. I can't actually remember what I brought, but um, you didn't then, get the job. No, no. No, I did not. Uh, actually, so I'm misremembering. I, there are several jobs I didn't get. Here's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so full of shit. But we also had to go and do a one-on-one styling session with somebody who already worked in Topshop. So it was one of their regional managers, one of their area managers. And was basically like... So she would play the part of... I'm starting a new job and I want to spend X amount. And, you know, I, I think I need this and this and this. And so, like, you were sent around because the, the Stevens Green one wasn't open yet. So, you were sent around the Jervis one. And they basically said to you, you'll be asked to do a styling thing. So, really, I should have gone in that morning, spent two hours figuring out where everything you was. You didn't? I went in for about 10 minutes, I think. I, think <laughs> I went for a coffee. I, think I, went, I, think I went for like. And a, pa- and a pecan glass. I, I went for a coffee and a pastry. And I was like, yeah. i have a bit of a buzz around. Yeah. But what was really awkward was the girl who I, who I actually know now through styling and like, you know, Dublin's like so small. But it was just really awkward because she then had to give the feedback in front of me and in front of the like adjudicators or whatever. And was basically like, you know, I felt like she wasn't very familiar with the product and she didn't really take my, you know, basically I think she said something like, I think she was catering more to her style than my style, which what? was always my problem as a stylist, to be honest. But like, excuse me, wasn't familiar with the product. You've been there for a hot second. Yeah, but like, because we had known about this, jo- this interview oh. for like three weeks, I think there were like some people had spent the entire three weeks figuring out what's the sizing like in Topshop, what's coming up, what's, what are the trends, what's... Well, know, I do think that's I a really weird not. one, actually, when I, when, when I interview people and they go, oh, what's your background? And I'm like, have you literally not bothered to click on my LinkedIn? But like, I have people on my team who will go, oh, did you really work at so-and-so? And I'm like, are you having a laugh? Like, literally having a laugh. I don't know that I've ever looked up anybody who's interviewed me. I 100% would recommend that as step number one. Who who has interviewed? Who is interviewing you? What's their background? But like your manager, your boss, you've never, you don't know what their background is. Oh Not my God. Not unless they've told me. God, I'm crap. Oh, no wonder, no wonder I'm unemployable. <laughs> God, I better stay self-employed for the rest of my life because oh. this is just, I'm crap. But you know what? When you were saying, if you ever have any qualms about people, listen to that. Anytime I have ever been in an interview and they've said to me, you know, like when you're in, when you're interviewing, somebody will go, You know, my one concern for you in this role would be, I think you are very creative and this role might not be creative enough for you, might not be interesting enough for you, or they'll go like, I think you seem like somebody who's very driven and this is much more collaborative. (laughs) <laughs> who's you know who's like very used to working on their own initiative and this is a very collaborative role this is blah, the blah, blah, requirements blah. here are from 9 to 5 and you seem like somebody who first spread those 8 <sighs> oh hours Oh 9 god! 11 thank god like the last <laughs> office jobs the, the last office jobs I had all I'll say is thank god I smoked why? because oh, I got you to could go take go a break on the hour every hour 10 or 15 minutes chat with Stasticous. the guys the guy that I really fancied from oh, from God's IT sake. be like oh yeah we're just out here having to smoke oh Show. my god um, men again it's all about men with you I know it's pathetic Girls it's not all about men It's about yourself, yourself Girls and, yourself, and boys about... and non-binary people Oh people it's not about it's not all about men Anyway In like Anytime anybody's ever said that to me Like my concern for you would be this They have been exactly correct Oh you're serious Literally, I thought you were going to say like how patronising No, patronizing. no. Oh. When I interviewed for Stay City I remember somebody saying to me I'm just not sure. Like, it seems like you're very used to working in a creative role and, and to kind of being self-guided. And this is going to be very much kind of by the book. It's going to be very, like, not boring, but, you know, like very kind of marketing content. But you know what? And very repetitive. But um, you know what that also, you know what? like, that's a two-way street because that's interesting to me that you're saying that now. Because I'm thinking I've said to people in the past, I'm not sure this role is good for you because, you know, it seems like, because more of what I'm trying to say is, be aware this is not a creative Mm -hmm. role, you Mm -hmm. seem creative. And they're always Mm -hmm. like, and if they take the job, I think that they've taken that on board. What they're really thinking is, she's wrong. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make this as creative as possible. But like that never occurred to me before right now. So I'm thinking now, if I ever have that feeling that this is not a good fit for somebody, it isn't. Not even that I was like, I'm going to make this creative. But in my head, I was like, I can totally knuckle down and do a boring job for six years while I save for my mortgage. Is this Rosemary McCabe? Listeners, who like, List- I cannot. No, she cannot. <laughs> is this you like, when you took your last job and you were like, I'm just going to do it for 12 months and after a month you texted me you were like, I'm going to quit. This is too boring. Is that the same, same person? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So what are we learning at the end of this? Anything? I can never go back to paid employment. What are we learning in general? Oh, sorry. This. We're learning. We're Trust learning. your instincts. Trust your instincts. But also, you know what? Like, honestly, the most important thing you ever like the the, mo- the only useful thing you've ever said to me was me. Yeah, the only useful thing you, Beatrice McCabe, have ever said to me, Rosemary McCabe, is you are also interviewing them. Oh, because that good. had never occurred to me before. Oh, yeah. You said that to me, and I remember after that, I started asking people, "What do you like about working here?" And I, you know, and they go, "Do you have any questions for us?" And like, yeah. I used to go, "No, I think that's okay." Whereas, whereas now, when I interview, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Not that I do, but like in the last couple of interviews, I've always asked, "What do you like about working here?" And also, "What do you think is going to be the most challenging part of this role?" Mm, that's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm ta- I'm taking away this idea of like if I have reservations about somebody and they're fit for the role, like it isn't up to them necessarily to adapt to that, but that I should take on board like before I go ahead and hire them, that can they adapt or like. Yeah. Or like, like is it reasonable you, like, to expect Yeah them to Is it adapt? reasonable to expect Someone yeah. to change Because also like You have to bear in mind If you're like I don't really think I'm a people pleaser But I'm like mm. I'm a total sucker up Like mm. I just I really want you're... People to like me I think you know that's what called mean? People pleasing mm. uh-huh. so, so if you're interviewing Somebody who's a people pleaser And you say to them I'm not sure this is going To be for you yeah. And they convince you It's because oh, yeah. they want you To hire them They want you to oh, offer to them They want to I'm feel actually, wanted I'm, you know I'd know like to go back to like You want to be a people pleaser But you're just not that pleasant Joke. This, you know, what my <laughs> facial reactions. I remember when, remember when I used to do midday on I TV. Wondered, oh my God, that absolute best picture people. in the world. <laughs> people, absolute best. people used to message me and be like, "Your facial expressions, like you, because I cannot oh, hold yeah, it." There's it in. No poker face going on. No, over here. No, 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 not at all. Well, it's like you said earlier on. What did you say? Like that's your resting bitch face. Well, like Dad said to me, along with the Cankles comment, and oh, you haven't got your mother's legs. He just said to me one day, literally apropos of nothing, you've got a. Desperate resting bitch McCabe face You have, so do I Yeah, but like I didn't need that on top of everything else He's already leading on to me You know that I once said to a friend of mine Who is very slim Possibly when we were about 14 I said to her Oh my god, thank god you have stretch marks too And she didn't know And like I honestly It was literally in my head going Oh my god, everyone has them That's worse than the resting bitch um, face It's pretty bad. I don't know. I mean, like, maybe it's good that you pointed out to her what they were. So she recognized her own body, how it works. (laughs) You bitch. (laughs) Anyway, Um, if somebody is a people pleaser, they might be lying to you to get you to like them. Oh, they probably are. I think is what you're saying. So after this great dispensary of Sorry. advice, oh, I just want to say about my facial expressions. Somebody said to me the other day, you should record some of your episodes and put them like behind a paywall, as in a video, right? Okay. Which, which you had, yes, already suggested. Uh-huh. But I was like, I can't. My facial because you keep laughing at my facial expressions. I'm like, I don't want them on the internet. I don't want Why people not? to send me screen grabs of me going. Rosemary, you put pictures of yourself dancing in the pool in a bikini. You're was grand. A video. Yeah, you're grand. There's nothing like, there's nothing bad out there. Like I said to you already, it would literally be mainly a white eyeball with a tiny bit of pupil. It would be fine rolling in the top of your head. So it'd be good. (laughs) That would be 99% of the time. It'd be great. I mean, as long as people, I mean, I think it's more the question is, do people actually want to watch that for an hour? I'm not just saying you, me too. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Not Without My Sister. You can subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell people you don't know. We got a message from somebody who said she was laughing so hard at one of our episodes that she was, what was it, she was She was asked by the traffic warden, she was driving her kids to school or something and the traffic warden said, oh, are you okay, because she was crying laughing. I thought it was guy at the bus stop. Oh yeah, sorry. No, 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 no. This is another one. She was crying, anyway, she was crying laughing and somebody was like, are you okay? And she was like, oh my god, miss to this podcast, you should listen to it, it's Aww, hilarious. Oh, that's nice. So tell your friends and random strangers. Thanks. Other topics include? Uh, other Yeah, other things we've talked about, online dating. Men, men, men. I love in talking about men men. 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 In my case no, 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 men I love talking about men. In my case I've talked about sports, talked about you careers. Talked, sorry. I've <laughs> talked about sports. I talked about how I was basically the anchor in the school tug of war. That's not talking about and sports. And various other sporting initiatives. We've talked about sporting <laughs> initiatives. I actually cannot. We've talked about our careers at length. We've talked about both of our parents. We have. We've talked about bodies. Oh yeah, we talked talk about body positivity or lack and thereof. And what we would like to do is we would like to do some reviews. So we thought it would be good fun to... We got a lot of feedback from the... What was that episode that we talked about? What was that TV show? Sweet Magnolias. Did we? Yeah, we got a lot of commentary about that. People saying, oh, I watched it too and I loved it too, etc. And so we thought it would be fun to do an episode where we review stuff. Now, not necessarily super hybrids. We started out with like, oh, we should review this business book. And Rosemary said, that's a terrible idea. So then we were like, maybe we should review some fun TV shows or books or movies, and then we thought it would be good to ask you all to recommend what we should review. So, let us know what you think. So, we're going to start our reviews with the new cleaning up show on Netflix called... Tidying Up. Get Organized with the Home Edit. Exactly. Starting out with, I think, Reese Witherspoon's Home. So, that's going to be the first thing we're going to talk about. And just don't expect, like, a super long, highly in-depth review because you're going to um, imagine that there might be some segues into trivia. Random crap. Don't expect us to remember any facts, (laughs) any names... Any details whatsoever, <laughs> but expect us to have lots of opinions. Lots of yeah, loosely As they held, pertain held to opinions. To ourselves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks like, for listening. Yeah, lots of lots of ways of making all these things about us, and we will catch you. Oh, on Friday for our minisode, which is now in your ear holes every Friday morning. Bye bye. Not without my sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Original music and sound by Don Kirkland and original illustration by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United UnitedHealthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.